the Yak Legion Podcast, and the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Podcast are sponsored by the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. You can reach them at BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. Strictly Sail in Blue Ash, Ohio. Reach out to Brian for all your Hobie needs at 513-984-1907. And American Tackle Company. You can find them at americantackle.us. Howdy, y'all. You're listening to the Yak Legion Podcast. I'm Zach Carell, and tonight I have Heather Smith from Texas. She is a writer Florida Fisherman Magazine. This chick has all kinds of stuff in the works for her. Let's get in and talk to her. How's it going tonight, Heather? It's good. I hope everybody can hear me. It's raining here on Lake Sam Rayburn. So, um, but it's good. Life is good. I have no complaints. It's the, it's the beginning of the year. Well, great. I know this is a Yak Legion. Uh, we're a kayak fishing podcast. And I know you don't do a whole lot of kayak fishing, but uh, you're definitely involved in the outdoor world. And uh, that's kind of the topic of this episode is women and fishing and, um, you know, just careers in the outdoor world. Like you, like I said earlier, you were an editor and writer for Florida Fisherman Magazine. That's pretty impressive. How'd you get started doing that? Um, actually, it all started when I when I was bass fishing. Um I started doing tournaments and I had another network reach out to me to do a TV show with them. And it wasn't something in the scope of where I wanted to go. And, and so I was just getting a lot of exposure uh, on social media and different programs and things of that nature. And then they actually found me. So uh, Darren Lucci, who is the editor, one of the editors for Florida Fisherman Magazine, reached out to me and they wanted to do an article on me. And then I spoke to the president of the magazine, which is Robert Warner. And, um, you know, my goal is really to get female anglers more involved in fishing as well as children and trying to bring the outdoors to their front door and make things more comfortable for them. And because women are intimidated, let's be honest, you know, in, in a sport that that's really dominated by men, you know, it, it, it's intimidating. It was intimidating to me. And um, and Robert reached out. We have the same scope. And ever since then, you know, I joined on with them and it's it's been lovely. I love them. Oh wow, wow! You know the one of the best kayak fishermen in the country is a woman, <laughs> Christine Fisher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Midwest Fisher gal. Actually, she was my female angler of the week about three weeks ago. Oh, did you do an article about her? I did. Well, I did a a, a small post. What started off with me doing um, female angler of the week on my Facebook page, which I have a lot of followers, and I put it on my Instagram because I have about ten thousand followers there, and then. Um, the Florida Fisherman Magazine, we have about 2 million subscribers uh, nation or global in, internationally. So um, they actually, uh, we talked, and now I'll be doing one on a monthly basis with them as well. So everyone that was my female angler of the week on my on my Facebook will uh, eventually make it over to the magazine. It's just that one month, and this is a weekly basis, you know? Mm-hmm. So what kind of articles do you typically run about women in fishing? Um, it's different. I mean, each one is different. I do it on kids as well. You know, Cricket Coates is, uh, she's a kid. She's actually 14 or 15 years old. She's out of Florida. And so I'm just impressed with what she's doing. I mean, you got a 15 year old that's doing the junior bass championship. And at the same time, she's holding workshops on the weekends at Bass Pro Shop to teach other younger children how to fish. So that's impressive to me. So, you know, that's article material for me. Um, 
Bayou Barbie, uh, Lisa Crossan is another one. She's in New Orleans. She's amazing. Any forefronts and people that are on the forefront are are dominating the industry. And and it's not even a matter of dominating. It's you know they they face adversity. That everybody knows what it's like walking into a man's kitchen and you know thinking saying you can cook with a big voice too. You know, and um and bringing it, stepping up to the plate and not only just hitting you know a a run but making a home run. You know, so I watch patiently and, you know, people send me articles all the time or on or different anglers. And I also do it on huntresses and, and hunters as well. So, um, you know, I, I don't discriminate. So um, it, it, it changes up. Oh, wow. So you uh, you hunt quite a bit, too. Uh, I just went. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I just went. I didn't uh, actually had the article hasn't came out yet. So. Um, but I did do a lot of live feed on it and I went hunting with a little huntress. She's, uh, 14 years old. Her name is Booba. I think she just turned 15 actually this week and, or she will be turning 15. We went to an exotic game ranch, um, whiskey hollow ranch here in Texas. And we did a live feed on an Oryx hunt. And then I was able to actually even trank a red stag and medicate it and then brought it back to life, which was hysterical because you ever seen the movie Pulp Fiction? Yeah. Yeah. Try reviving like, you know, a stag that big. And then you're like, run, you know, so it, it was uh, it was definitely a, that was a way to go out on, on film. I was going to go out dramatically. Oh, wow. So you mentioned earlier that um, fishing, the fishing industry and the outdoor industry can be kind of intimidating for women. Why do you think that is? Um, well, because I mean, I'm a prime example, you know, like I when I grew up. You know, I was I'm from Louisiana um, and then because of a divorce and because of, you know, work reasons, um, I ended up going my my junior high and high school years were in Houston. So I was at uh, went to Clear Lake High School. And so, of course, when we went on vacations and things of that nature, you know, they would give you a fishing pole and you would perch fish or things like that. Or I had an uncle that's a guide in Homa. And my very first fish was a sheephead, but it wasn't as often, you know. And so whenever I wanted to get into the industry, my entire family, um, all my predecessors passed away last year or the year before. So cumulatively, it's just me and my children. I don't have a male figure to reach out to, to ask what to do. And if you don't have someone to call or you weren't raised in the industry or have a significant other that's in the industry, it can be very intimidating for a woman to walk in where it's a bunch of guys because, you know, as you see on my, I don't know if you've seen this, but on my post, I get a lot of people that I have to take off and block because they want to razz me about a fish that I caught. You didn't really catch that. I mean, I'll even post the video of me catching it, reeling it in and boat flipping it. And yet they're still making derogatory comments about it because I'm like, wow, wait till you find out we can vote too. Yeah. I, you know, that's awful, but I think, Mainly the reason you see so many women on Instagram in bikinis and they're holding fish. You know, sometimes they're they're, they're they didn't catch that fish. They might have caught that fish. And I think that kind of gives bad women a bad rap. Like women trying to take um, the fishing industry seriously. You know, you got these bikini babes on uh, Instagram that are holding these big fish, these big red fish and big bass and stuff like that. And I think, uh, what is your opinion on that? You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, I have a different scope on that. I mean, I, I do know what you're talking about. Um, I, I believe it, it's stolen, stolen valor is, you know, if you try to pretend to be a Navy SEAL or, you know, a soldier when you were, I think it's the same thing. And I think if you didn't catch something, 
you know, don't pose with it, you know. Um, so but as far as being in a bikini, uh, I have no problem with that. I think that we should be able to wear whatever. To be honest with you, I, I, I get a lot of slack, too, because I'm in the gym all the time. I also wear bikinis when I'm fishing, not all the time, obviously in tournaments, but I don't want to look like a flag for um, tan lines. So, you know, I will wear a bikini top sometimes. Sometimes I'll even just wear a face shield, like a gator, and I'll have a bikini top on and people give me crap about that. But I mean, I just had a chemical peel done during the summer. And so I had to wear a face shield, but yet, you know, I didn't want to have a bunch of stripes on me from wearing a short sleeve shirt. So I wore a bikini top to even out my tan. And um, I, I don't have a problem with women posing with bikinis. I think the best way to fix that in my the best solution, in my opinion, is pose with what you caught. You know, I'm more of the I don't believe in participation awards. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I understand that. It's just kind of my point is when you have a man on there and he's got a, a 10 pound bass and he gets you know, 500 likes, but then you have a woman that has a smaller bass and she's in a bikini and she gets 10,000 likes, you know what I mean? It's kind of, it's kind of controversial. <laughs> right. No, it is. And I can understand where it would be masculine for a man, but you have to realize too, from a journalist standpoint and looking at media statistics, it goes in order, you know, the four things that are most looked at on media. Okay. The number one looked at thing is children. The number two looked at thing are women. The number three looked at thing are animals. Four is guys. So, I mean, if they're going to get mad if a, if a dog poses with a fish, you know what I'm saying? So, it's not my fault. That's just the mindset, you know? I got you. I got you. Yeah, I yeah. respect that. Um, so, you said you're in Texas right now and you write for a Florida magazine. Um, do you do most of your fishing in Texas or do you travel around? Well, it depends. And whenever I do tournaments, bass fishing tournaments, I stick to to Rayburn. Okay. And um, as a matter of fact, I had Mike Taylor from the from the stump trying to get me on the do the BFL and travel. And then I had the Pro Tour, the women's tri-state pro tour invite me on this year for 2020. I just don't have time because I have the kids. So um but as far as my articles go, it's it's a it's out of Florida. What we are changing the name of the magazine. I can't I can't release that name yet. But we are you know it's an international magazine. So we um the articles are all over. So you know Louisiana obviously is one that I'll be going to. Uh, Tracy Hartman who has who owns the four pound line class world record for largemouth bass. She's in California. I'll be going with her. Ellie Phillips. She's up in Colorado. I'm doing an article with her. Mandy Hartman is in Missouri. So it's all over. Plus, I fish for Team Vector, Vector Hook. So I'll be out there checking them out on the with the Bassmaster Classic this year. Yeah, I saw you had some sponsors. Uh, who all your, what all sponsors do you have? I got some great sponsors. I love them. They've been wonderful. Um, this right here is Over the Horizon Fishing. John Wamsley, he's a veteran, Coast Guard, and a police officer up in uh, Rhode Island, so northeast. Great stuff. They have a wonderful American flag series. Uh, Hookspit, that's all my rods as well. I have the Blackwater series for Hookspit. Um, great, great rods. I absolutely love them. And they have a really good clothing line. I went to school with the owner of it, so I believe once you get to a certain situation, you always help. Uh, everybody, you know, um, flip flops, which are some really cool flip flops that have interchangeable bottoms that grip. So if you were to try to do on rock or depending on what your terrain is, you can actually change out the bottoms. There's pleats and then there's felt great, which is good for kayaking. I've heard. So um, five different pieces that you can put on the bottom. Real Wicked Apparel is another one. Um, 
That's Gayla McBride. She's awesome. She's out of Texas. They've got some great stuff for women because it's very difficult to find women's fishing clothing that isn't for a guy, like just unisex, you know? Yeah. And uh, then I have Vector Hooks out of Florida, which is um, J.B. Wiggins is the owner of uh, Vector Hooks. They're amazing. They just did a huge drive for autism. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Now, when you mentioned yeah. doing um, kayak tournaments, uh, not kayak, uh, fishing tournaments, what kind of fishing tournaments, uh, bass fishing tournaments are you doing? Are you out of a bass boat? Or are you on the bank? No, no, I'm using, we're, we have a nitro, so um, I've been fishing out of a boat. I don't do bank, I mean, I do bank fishing sometimes, but um, I, I'm, a, I'm a bass boat girl. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll catch a bass in a pontoon boat any day, but um, as my kids have, but I think you heard that on the last podcast I was on, but uh, it, I do bass boats. Oh, great. Well, you said you had a nitro? Yeah, 2019. I don't. My fishing partner does. And I have my boats right over there. So, um, but it, it's not an nitro. Oh, what, what what kind of boat do you have? It, I do not have a bass boat just yet. So I'm about to trade it out. But with everything with my mom, with my mom's, with the estate, until that's settled, I can't really do anything. Oh, I understand that. I understand that. Uh, what kind of yeah. electronics do you typically use on your bass boats? Lorance, which is funny. I don't know if you went back on my post because I took it out with a rattle trap uh, on November 17th. I got snagged and I, I was trying to pull it back. And when I did, it came flying back and I just kind of leaned out and it hit the monitor. So we've, we've been in a little crisis with Lorance trying to get that monitor fixed. <laughs> so it was a little funny. Oh, well, yeah. would you ever give kayak fishing a shot? We talked about this. You talked. Are you gonna put me on the spot here? Um, <laughs> no, I don't. Huh? I just laughed. Yeah, yeah, you did. I knew this was gonna happen. Uh, no, the uh, no, I, I, kayak. I my my props are up to kayak fishermen, 100%. But it's I don't think it's my cup of tea. If you know me, like I do well to walk and chew gum at the same time. So I, I don't really think, or it would make good TV. I don't know. It could it could be a disaster for me and great for everybody else. Everybody's good time. Oh wow, yeah, they make a lot of really stable kayaks, and you know I'm a big guy myself, and um, I'm on a Hobie PA uh, 12, and I'm I'm perfectly comfortable in that thing. I can move around, I can stand up, I can cast, I can do all that stuff, and I just I love it. I'm a big guy, I don't feel uncomfortable in it. You might, man, you might want to give it a second thought. <laughs> That's all if I'm saying. <laughs> Because, I mean, I had to do a photo shoot recently in a kayak, and I was like, oh, Lord, you know, like, I mean, it was it was okay, but it was definitely not one you would stand up in, that's for sure. Yeah, you need to get a quality fishing kayak to really enjoy it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's something else. But getting into bass fishing, um, what type of gear do you throw? Do you What kind of uh, rods and reels do you typically use? I have Shimano's and Lou's, but the, the rods are hook spit. That's what we talked about earlier. So yeah. I've got their Blackwater series. And then, um, Mike, if you, I already know this is going to come. So my, my go-to setting is, my go-to is a Cinco, 100%. But we fish a lot of deep water here. You know, so a Texas rig is, is where I like to go. Oh, what kind of, what do you use on your Texas rig? So what do you mean? The, like, the, what bait are you using the Texas rig? I, it's the curly tail, the curly tail worm. Well, it depends on where we're at. You know what I mean? So I could do a curly tail worm or sometimes I'll put a sink on there. I mean, if it's, it's V&M, we've got to use a V&M product. So, I mean, it all depends on, on where we are and what they're, and it, cha it changes, to be honest with you, because 
as you know, are, do you bass fish, right? Even in your oh, kayak, yeah. is that what you're doing? Okay. Yeah. So like the color will change depending on the day. Yeah. Depending on the day, depending on the on the clarity of the water, depending on the wind, it'll change. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, we'll take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with Heather Smith. And here is a word from our sponsors. Venom Lures in Lancaster, Ohio. They're known for their great soft plastics and terminal tackle. They've been providing quality products from right here in Ohio since 1984. Mr. Dustin Carnes is the new owner and inventor of the DK rig. It's a weedless version of the Ned rig that's taken the fishing world by storm. You can check them out at VenomLures.com. Our next one is Strictly Sail. It's located on Kenwood Road in Blue Ash, Ohio. They sell Hobie, New Canoe, Phil Freeze, Three Waters, uh, Johnny Boats, and they've been providing high quality service to fishermen and watercraft enthusiasts since 1978. Reach out to Brian Tacey at 513-984-1907. Or you can check them out at strictlysailinc.com. We have American Tackle, baby, the inventors of the microwave line guide system. Great company run by a great guy, Austin Todd. Definitely check them out. Their fishing rods are far superior. And then lastly, Fishing Real Fishing Company. They help make the logo of the Yak Legion. Great company. Check them out at realfishingco.com. And we're back with Heather Smith. So it sounds like you're a busy lady. What next do you have in store for 2020? Oh, 2020 is going to be epic. It's actually really busy. Um, I actually leave um, on the 15th of this month. I'm heading down to, hold on. I'm heading down to South Texas and I'll be shooting an episode for, with Vicki Chrysler um, on the Texas Outdoors Lifestyle Show. So and that's on NBC. And we are doing one day hunting for an axis, one day offshore fishing, and then two day inshore fishing. So that will be great. And then I head from there over to New Orleans and back to Barataria, Louisiana. We're going to check out Woodlands Plantation. I've got Robert Warner, who is the vice or the president of the magazine coming in, as well as a good friend and special guest, Jeff Caperton, who is an actor and producer. He's been on Deepwater Horizon. He's been in Daddy's Home. He was a regular on NCIS New Orleans. Um, he's just produced a new movie, our new TV series called Be Someone, based on being in Houston. And it, it's a great series. And so he's actually going to join me um, in New Orleans. So we're all going to fish and do a lot of fishing and talk a little bit of shop and obviously talk about his new series coming out. Um, then I've got Willard Franklin that has the four W's. I'll be joining him throughout the year going down into the schools. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be bringing, we bring boats or he brings boats and rods and, um, and different things into the schools. So these kids that have never seen it, just they've never got to witness it. So it's, it's not just shock and awe. It's maybe to get their interest peaked to, Hey, you know, come on, mom and dad, let me go fishing. So yeah. for girls and guys, and it, being a woman going in there, it's not just a guy thing, you know? Oh, so, yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. After that, we have, uh, I've got the Bassmaster Classic. I've got some other things with Vector Hooks coming up. Um, and then I'm traveling around, uh, going and doing articles everywhere. I've got one with Lone, the guys from Lone Star Law. 
I've got another thing going on with Jeremy McKay from Naked and Afraid. I'm going to see Aaron Phillips. That was on Animal Planet Guide and Naked and Afraid as well. Um, and National Geographic. So I'll be with him in Georgia uh, fishing as well. He just actually caught 11.5 pounder on December 31st. I was like, oh, was like, what a great nice. way to, to end 2019. Yeah. Um, so just traveling and fishing, plan on doing a female anglers trip to try to get all the amazing anglers across the United States, all the female anglers, as well as um, is ones that, you know, aren't known. It's not a matter of being known. It's a matter of your passion for fishing. So I'd like to get everyone together and and uh, get into Cuba. I mean, to Key West. Sorry, this year because I went to Cuba. But <laughs> Are you going to Cuba a but, lot? No, I just went. I went for. It's really funny, actually. This this is probably my funniest fishing story ever. Um, I went this last summer, and my my I do a bucket list trip every year. And so I went this last year, and I I have a friend of mine. He's just a friend, but he was going, and I was going. We've been friends for like twenty years. I was like you're gonna go, so we made our time our trip at the same time. Well, he went and checked out the ruins, and he's a good old country boy, you know. He's already been like four times. I went down there to go get my marlin. Well, um, I went out of Ernest Hemingway Marina. After 15 minutes, I got my marlin. It, it was phenomenal. Like, if, if anybody gets an opportunity to go, go. But uh, <laughs> I'm notorious for taking selfies. Everyone makes fun of me about it. And we were in the car. And I, and, and this is going to sound bad, so please uh, Please, I apologize to my friend. He like I just remember a good old country boy. Okay, so we're I'm in the car and I'm in the back seat. They have a very strict rule there. You can't take selfie. I mean, you can't take pictures of the federal buildings because they think it's espionage. Oh, wow. Well, we're in one of these old, you know, the 50s cars, and I've got it up like here, and I'm taking a selfie, right? Like I've got it up. Well, all of the soldiers thought I was taking a picture of the federal building that they had there. So they came over. We, uh, we're at a red light and they came over and they literally I, I'm not paying attention because I'm paying attention to what I'm doing. And I hear the cab driver start screaming and these people are screaming. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm thinking we're getting jumped way worse. I get yanked out by my collar out of the back of the vehicle and they take my phone and the cab driver is trying to explain to me, you know, what's going on. And I speak a little Spanish. I can understand it more than I could speak it. I'm in Texas, of course. And my good old boyfriend doesn't at all, like nothing. And I'm screaming, I was a selfie. It was a selfie. You know, you're panicking because they're they're putting you down. Like they've got their their head, their foot on the back of my neck. You know what I mean? They've got me on the ground. It's bad. Wow. And and my friend screams out, I don't speak Mexican, but I'm pretty sure they don't know what a selfie is. So because they had she yanked him out of the car. But <laughs> it was by far my funniest adventure ever in, in fishing. That because it was a fishing trip. So to me, that that's epic. Yeah, that um, that's definitely a good one. <laughs> that's probably one of the craziest yeah. ones I've had on the podcast. And I had Jody Queen on, and a, a alligator came out of the water at Okeechobee and attacked him, and he had to fight it off really? in the paddle. And I think that story um, right there might have just beat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was epic, and and that's the joke because they went through my phone. I had to show them everything, and once everything kind of calmed down, but um, that that my close friends always make fun of me 
for all my selfies. And they're like, if anyone's going to die from a selfie, it would be you. I was like, oh, what's happened? So, uh, but it was, it, now I can look back at laugh. At, at the time, it was obviously very frightening. So how big was your marlin? 135 pounds. Wow. How long was that? 137. You know what I mean? If you want to get real technical. So I have pictures of her on uh, my Facebook and on my Instagram. She, she looks skinny compared to to some of the ones that I see that other people catch, you know, but I was just so happy and it happened so quickly. Um, They had another guy that was there a week before me and he spent eight hours a day for seven days a week or seven days in one week, you know, marlin fishing and he didn't even catch one. And it took me 15 minutes. Well, what'd you catch it on? Uh, I don't have, I didn't have anything to do with that. I had, I hired a boat. And so, and it was literally me and three guys and two of them didn't speak any English at all. Oh, wow. How'd you communicate yeah. back and forth? <laughs> well, I can, well, the, the, the um, captain actually speaks English and then one guy was trying, it was very broken. And I, my uncle used to live in Acapulco. So like I said, when I would go visit, I, I can understand them. And when I speak it, I, it's very opposite of how I speak English because I talk so fast, but over there, I know my conjugation's bad. I just get the, the verb out. That's it. You know what I mean? It's like very basic. I'm sure I sound like, you know, I have a very low IQ to those when I'm speaking Spanish to, you know, so. Um, but the captain was the one that was translating everything. And they dropped hooks and they had all of the, the stuff sitting on ice when we got there. It took about 45 minutes to get her in. And then we went in. I mean, it was just really simple. They're, they're actually really really nice and it the prices were phenomenally low i mean i only paid 180 kooks to have my own charter and that's the equivalent to like anyway well, 150 kooks which is like the equivalent to 180 dollars american oh wow that's awesome yeah yeah so you, so you catch marlin you catch largemouth bass what else do you fish for um uh okay uh, just last month Actually, I want to say November. I had a personal best in one day. I caught, well, we had black drum. We had uh, trout. We had bulls. We had freshwater catfish. I mean, uh, saltwater. You know, yeah, freshwater. No catfish. We had catfish. And then I'm trying to think what else we had. Did I say sheep head? Uh, no, he said drum. Yeah, and sheep head. So, in a rat red. So, I mean, we had a. We had a good day. Um, it depends on where we're going. I mean, I've caught a black marlin in Hawaii, and that was back wow. in 2000. So that that was nice. Um, but my mom was my parents then. But um, and, and I'm going for a striped striped marlin in, in uh, Cabo next. Oh wow! When are you doing yeah. that? Well, I it was going to be the plan this year, but. It looks like trying to get all the lady anglers together uh, because I, I don't want to be selfish about it and just do it for me. So um, everybody's budget can't afford to go to Cabo. So I think Key West is a little bit more feasible. Well, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier that you're going to be um, working with some TV shows. Um, do you, Are you on the show or do you kind of work behind the scenes? Uh, well, I'll be co-hosting the show with uh, Vicky. So I'm going to be co-hosting the episode where I go down there. And then I think we're actually having another episode later that we'll be doing 
um, on an Audad hunt, which is going to be another another hunt later. And then I have another show that actually the co-host and uh, just contacted me. I think that we were telling you that just texted me literally right before I came on with you. Mm-hmm. And that's in Florida. I would be out of Lakeland. Wow. That seems like you're a busy gal. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, I'm looking, the Florida one's going to be interesting. We're I'm, I'm set to go do an episode Python hunting. And so that's going to be really interesting. Python hunting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they have a bounty yeah, right now in Florida for them. They do. They do. Um, and so I, and I, if you know anything about me, you know, is there's my two biggest fears, like spiders. I have no problem with spiders, you know, like ghosts don't care, you know, sharks and snakes. I'll walk on water, speak in Latin and my head will spin around. Like it's going to be an adventure. Oh, wow. You know, something about Florida I've learned recently is that there's monkeys in Florida. I had no idea there was monkeys in Florida. But I had a buddy, um, yeah, Dustin Hoy, he went down a river, and he's, they took pictures of manatees, um, crocodile alligators, and had monkeys on there. Have you ever seen any down there in Florida? I think, as a matter of fact, Aaron Phillips, who I was talking about earlier, he just moved to Georgia. He was in King's Landing, which is like the river area where they have a lot of great stuff. And that is where we're going to be. uh, or That's where he was. I'm sorry. Um, And and they have a lot of really cool stuff. I I think he may have posted a monkey. I got a friend of mine, Mark Russo, who's the VP for the Miami Heat and over there in iHeartMedia. So he has a whole zoo on his property. So I know he has monkeys. So that's one place I know has monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> well, be careful because I heard there's a skunk ape that roams the Florida swamps down there. <laughs> I think that's Florida. It's Florida's version of Bigfoot. <laughs> oh no! You know that's a big thing here in East Texas. Really? Yeah. So when I first moved here, um, okay, I had just got acclimated to everything, and there's cougars here. So. And I'm not talking about older women, you know, and they they had I came home. It was around Christmas and there was a cougar on my on my driveway. And I was like, oh, Lord, I'm not about to do go with this thing. So um, I had to go up backwards up my staircase. Well, another time I came out and it's sitting on the porch. Right. So I slammed the door and I'm up against the back of the door. And the littles are like, is everything OK? I'm like, get in the bathroom. You know, so I got a thermal imaging camera. So I could, you know, see if anything was out there if I wanted to take the trash out. Well, lo and behold, right after this incident happens, I walk into like a Valero and they have this flyer and the flyer was for the Deep East Texas Bigfoot Convention. And I'm like, nah. Right. So I'm looking at it and it has like a list of guests. And so and then it had just happened like the week before me reading the flyer. And I don't know what's worse, the fact that. I was actually starting to look up the, these theories that for the area, or I was even disappointed that I missed the convention. <laughs> <laughs> well, you traveled yeah. around a little bit. You ever seen a Bigfoot? Um, I've seen some big hairy people, but I don't think that they were explained <laughs> to Bigfoot, you know? So um, I've seen some people that probably need to take a bath or lay off a couple of things. Yeah, uh, you know, my buddies joke around with me a little bit because I have a Bigfoot sighting from 2005, and uh, we were spotlighting in the woods, and uh, 
I had something crazy looking up at me in the spotlight, and that's always stuck with me. So it's kind of funny we we're mentioning the Bigfoot thing. Some of my buddies give me a hard time for seeing Bigfoot, but I know what I saw, oh. man. It was something else. Yeah, dude, I never knock anybody. Nobody knows anything. They're still finding new species all over this world. So I, I am the last person to judge. The, it is such a big thing here that the elementary school my kids go to, the field next to it, somebody made um, like a big steel cutout of a Bigfoot, and it's it's like up in the field, you know? Yeah, uh, so, people out. <laughs> yeah. So as a matter of fact, when the kids go back to school, I'll take a picture of it and I'll send it to you so you can see what I'm talking about. Because I was like, man, this ain't cool. Like, it would really flip somebody out at nighttime because there's no lights out here. It's just so dark. You know, and if you just come across that, I mean, I, if I was a little older, I may have a heart attack. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, back to fishing. You said you'd make a bucket list trip every year. What are some of the trips you've made? And are they um, all fishing and hunting or some of them vacation or some are vacation, some are hunting. I mean, obviously, uh, Hawaii, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Jamaica, uh, Bahamas, um, Florida. I mean, California, You, as far as the continental United States, I pretty much I think I've been everywhere, but like eight states or so, 10 states or something like that. So um, but yeah, um. Nicaragua we went fishing in Nicaragua we went fishing I didn't get to fish in Costa Rica I was um five months along so with the baby so it wasn't a good idea for me to go fishing at the time um but uh we we caught some blackfin shark in Nicaragua and then um California was always nice um the Bahamas we were fishing in the Bahamas as well and um and Jamaica was really great. Now, Jamaica was, we went to go fishing on, in Jamaica, and that was the plan. But I ended up, this was back when I was younger, you know, about five years ago, actually. I would say younger, five years ago. And we indulged a little bit, so I, I got rather sick. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go so well. I, I was chum for everybody, you know, so. My mom's been to Jamaica. I've never been, but she said little kids would run up to her on the street and say, ganja, 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 and hold up bags of weed trying to sell her, sell her some smoke. And, of course, yeah. she bought some. <laughs> what? And she, and she bought some? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my friend I went with, uh, he, he got some, too. And, and, and to be honest with you, we had, like, a double room suite, and then the next day I couldn't find him anywhere, and he was still passed out on the uh the swing outside and I was like hey buddy you sleep out here <laughs> so they're funny but yeah uh that they, you don't get in trouble in Jamaica I found this out smoking over there is um not a good thing but you know they only have to pay like a really minor fine if they it's nothing over there if you're smoking so weed's pretty acceptable over there but everybody's happy which explains it it's like it's one of my favorite places because everybody's happy oh yeah I heard it's a party central uh my my, yeah. my mother went there in college as part of a college trip, and they just partied the whole time. I think they're supposed to be learning something, but they just partied the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned to put my e liver on eBay. That's what happened from I learned from that trip. Oh, wow. I gotcha. So another question I ask is uh, all my guests, um, what's a cool fishing story? And I know you already told the, the your last fishing story. That's probably topped any fishing story I've had on here so far. But uh, maybe what's another one you can come to mind? It could be something tragic, something hilarious, um, something sad. 
Okay. Um, actually, the very first, it, it, it's funny because it's the very first time I ever caught a fish. Um, well, the very first time I ever caught a fish was, uh, I was, I don't remember the age, but it was, I lost my first teeth that day. So that'll tell you how old I was, you know, and we were out of Cocodri, which is in Louisiana fishing and they had set up a camp and I was out on the pier and uh, my aunt had told me that I couldn't go swimming. And, uh, you know, I got a sheep head on the line and it was pulling and she's like, I told you, you can go swim. She thought I was jumping in. I was like, I'm a fish. So, you know, I'll look back on those memories because that, that was a really good time. It was my first time to actually um, catch a fish and it was a, it was a great fight. For oh, my wow. age, and that, you know. Oh yeah, you were a little little pipsqueak then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I lost my first tooth to bologna sandwich. I, I won't forget that one. So, uh, but, and and one of my favorite uh, fish that I think is cobia, is we caught a cobia like a ling, you know. Uh, we were out in the Gulf of Mexico, and that thing was zooming all around. We were by a buoy, and it was just all over. And I mean, I was literally running back and forth all over the, the back of the boat but that that was exhilarating wow so what's your biggest fish you've ever caught and what's your biggest largemouth bass uh largemouth bass is 7.7 um i haven't got to get any bigger ones than that so and i'm a little disappointed about that and then um 270s gosh i don't i was it was back in 2000 so in that to be honest with you, I wasn't taking the fishing so seriously then. You know, it's just something I did with my parents. So mm-hmm. it was, I know it was over 250, under 300, and that was uh, uh, the black marlin. Wow. That would be awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, the rods and reels they use to bring in the marlins, I mean, they're huge. I mean, it takes a lot of energy to reel in those big fish, and some fights can last for hours. Yeah, no, that that took a while, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I, they they helped me. I was very young and squirrely then, so I had some help there. Um, but you definitely feel it the next day. Even in Cuba, um, I came back had to see the chiropractor. I think one of the guys, because there's so many bass fishing legends here, and they fish everywhere too. And one of them, you didn't do it right, you know, because I couldn't look over my right shoulder when I came home. Like I was, I was sore. And, you know, um, because, you know, you're bending and you're reeling and you're bending and you're reeling. And I was jacked up. Like, I, I was I, I was having problems. I looked like I had issues. <laughs> no, like, no lying about it. I, I couldn't look over my shoulder for a while. So I was like, I'm not driving. You know, like, nobody make me drive. It's going to be bad. I imagine. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, great. So... Young women or women getting into the sport of fishing, what's a piece of advice you got for them? Um, my biggest piece of advice is to do it. You know, don't don't be intimidated. Don't be scared. The best way to catch, you know, everybody wants to sit around. I, I hear this all the time. I see this all the time. And they, everybody's like, I'll watch videos. I'll watch videos first. I'll watch videos first. The best way to learn how to catch bass is to catch bass. So, Get out there and, and do it, you know, and um, don't let anything stand in your way. Don't let somebody tell you that you can't do it. Um, just start. And you don't have to start with the top of the line. Oh, God, I may get in trouble for this. But you don't have to start with the top of the line gear. Just get out there, you know. Um, make time for it and um, and have fun with it, you know. Don't, don't be disappointed if you don't get it right the first time, especially bass fishing. There's so many techniques. You're not going to learn it. In, in a day you're not going to learn it in, in a week you know i mean rome wasn't built in a day so just 
practice each technique, get familiar with it, and and have fun with it. Oh, 100%. I agree with you 100%. Uh, so what's a piece of advice you would give somebody that's wanting to get into the outdoors industry, kind of like writing for a magazine or getting involved uh, with some companies? Are you doing what I do? Yeah. Okay. Um, be honest. Enjoy yourself. Uh, be prepared for scrutiny because it'll happen. Um, but, you know, just get out there and keep your nose on the grind and pay attention to every little detail. You know, um, always be kind. Never look at it as a competition. I, some people, there's it's a house divided when I look at people like that. And you see some people that are, um, you know, this is a competition. I never look at it as a competition. Uh, the people I work with don't look at it as a competition. We try to try to lift everybody up. Networking is key in this industry and being kind to one another um, is so important. So just continue doing what you're doing. Take everything. You see that wants to have my... Hello? We're back. We had some technical difficulties here. I think it's a connection issue. Um, so my question was, what's a piece of advice you got somebody that's trying to get in the outdoor industry, like becoming an editor for a magazine, um, trying to work with some comp fishing companies, hunting companies? Like, What's something they can do to put themselves out there to get involved in a, something like you do? Okay. Uh, there's there's actually a couple things, and I'm glad that we redid this for technical difficulties. The... Um, Continue to put yourself out there. Maintain if somebody tells you no or somebody tells you that you're posting too much on social media or, you know, someone tries to correct your ways. Don't. I was discovered on social media. So don't listen to what other people say. Remain positive. You know, um, if there's someone negative in your life that tells you, no, you're not going to do this or, you know, cut them out or just don't listen to them. You know, stay, try to always be on the lookout for good opportunities. Always be on the lookout for good hunts, good fit, you know, good fishing opportunities. Not don't be an opportunist. Okay. But always look and scout for something that would make a great story and just start writing and start taking pictures of it. And so that way you'll have all this stuff ready to go. If you get a call last minute, or, you know, an opportunity presents itself and, and you can have it um, remain positive and um, everything you do. And another big thing that I see a lot of people doing, I see some guys and girls, not girls as much. And I'm not trying to, to but there are some um, don't don't be negative and watch what you post on social media. These, yeah. or, you know really crass stuff that you're posting or if you're, you're constantly posting all pity party thing, pity party things or things like that. N nobody wants to really pay attention to people. You know, that's something everybody looks over. So you, you're branding yourself. So watch what you say. No cursing on social media. I mean, you're trying to build an image and image is everything. And if you, that's what they think they're getting. And you can try to say in an interview that you're something else. Well, that's not what you're presenting to the world. So be who you are publicly and privately, you know, be the same person uniformly. Don't, don't change it up and, and just have integrity in everything you do. When you do find a sponsor that you do find someone that you're working for, be loyal. Loyalty is so important and, and they remember that. And so um, don't switch up. And don't leave them because you have better opportunities. Stay loyal to that person that helped you on. Yeah, that really uh, shows a lot about your character. If you really stay loyal, it shows that you're real passionate about the people that support you. And, um, yeah, that was a good answer. Definitely a good answer. 
<laughs> well, um, do you have any shout outs or any uh, hollers you want to give before we wrap this up? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to if you can't, don't mind. Um, Vector Hooks, Team Hooks. They're amazing. Vector Hooks and Lures. Look them up. Hooks Fit, uh, custom rods and apparel. They're awesome. Um, they're amazing. They do fresh water um, and salt water. So they're phenomenal. Uh, Over the Horizon Fishing, uh, great gear or great fishing apparel. Love them. Real Wicked Apparel. Take a look at that. Flip Rocks. You can't go wrong, honestly. As a matter of fact, as a kayak, I'm going to have him shout out to you because as a kayak, Fishermen, interchangeable bottoms. <laughs> they are amazing and great. Sealy Outdoors, Bob Sealy has been huge and a huge asset for me and a mentor to me. Um, so, you know, Sealy Outdoors, which is the big bass splash that they hold, the um, mm-hmm. largest amateur fishing tournament in the in, in the world, and they hold the world record for a three hundred five thousand dollars first place this year or last year. Um, Robert Warner and Darren Lucci and Florida Fisherman Magazine, they're amazing. Vicki Darden, I mean, uh, Vicki Chrysler um, with Texas Outdoor Lifestyle TV show. Lisa Crossan, the Bayou Barbie, absolutely love her. And Jeff Caperton and his new TV series coming out, Be Someone. Wow. Yeah, I can't wait to check all that out. And I can't wait to see uh, what comes next out of you. It seems like you got, you got a good head on your shoulders and uh, you're definitely making a name for yourself in the in the outdoor world. And uh, I'm kind of see what's going to happen in the next four or five years. You know, you might be a big star. <laughs> as long as I get more women and children fishing, you know what, then I, I fulfilled what I was set out for. So I'm happy with that. Well, that's awesome, Heather. Well, I appreciate you coming on the Yak Legion podcast, and it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Uh, you've got some interesting stories, that's for sure, and uh, I like your attitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have to. I've got to deal with myself, so I try to make it the best one. But thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it, Zach. All right. Thanks a lot. And everybody listening, have a good day. Tight lines. <laughs>